0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Salescast podcast. We have myself and co-host Jed talking today. We got a new topic. No Luke roughing, but we do have the two of us, so we'll make do. Um, Jed, you want to kind of intro the topic?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, So something I've been thinking about a lot recently and to get some kind of perspective. Obviously working for PandaDoc in the e-signature space, Uh, the huge competitor that everybody thinks about, we hear their name all day, every day is DocuSign. You know, they're obviously a huge name in the, in the e-sign space. And so something I've been thinking about is how do you go about selling and setting meetings, closing deals when you have basically a Goliath in your industry? So say you sell CRMs, obviously there's Salesforce, if you're selling sales engagement platforms, there's obviously sales loft outreach. Um, how do you go about positioning your product and selling when there's, when there's somebody like that in the space? Um, I can kind of kick it off. I guess like one of the, the big things you have to think about is do you want to call that out when you're doing your prospecting? So on the phone, on the email, do you want to just call it out like, hey, I know you probably already use so-and-so in the industry. I know you probably already use DocuSign. Here's how we differentiate. Or do you want to kind of position your product differently and, and kind of sidestep uh, that uh, you know, that competitor? So I guess, Max, like, what are your thoughts? Do you like to bring their name up upfront or do you try to like kind of go around it?
0: Yeah. I think let's, like, start off from, like, the base level. We can start from, like, what would an SDR do all the way up to, like, an AE and then getting the deal yeah. post. I think from, like, the SDR level, it's it can be, I don't want to say, like, easier – then it would be for like the AE in this scenario. But at the same time, like I don't know necessarily that you you have to bring it up. Right. I think like once you get into the AE side of things, when someone's really starting to think about purchasing a product, they're like, all right, wait, before I purchase, let me think about like the other options that I might be able to choose. Whereas if like you're booking a meeting as an SDR, I don't think it really matters. So in like my opinion, if I was making calls and we'll just use Panadoc as an example, because that's where we work. um, DocuSign's obviously the major competitor Everybody knows what DocuSign is. People refer to e-signatures as DocuSign. Um, But for us, I wouldn't even bring it up. I know like you could tip the bucket and kind of be like, you probably already use DocuSign or you probably already have an e-signature provider Um, or you could say something like that. But for me, I would just do my normal pitch, right? I would go into it as if like this person doesn't know anything about contract management or e-signatures and I'm here to educate them. Um, Yeah. that's, That's the way that I would approach it. And I wouldn't even like mention a competitor Cause I hate talking about it. Like when somebody asks me, Oh, what's the difference between you and DocuSign? I always pivot, you know, I'll never like give them straight up like pound for pound differences. Cause at the end of the day, nobody really cares about all these different features, but I would just kind of go through my normal pitch, try and navigate the conversation as best as I could. And I'm not going to bring up DocuSign. Um, also we have an added benefit at working at Panadoc that like DocuSign's is known for their e-signature. That's pretty much all they do. For the most part, yeah. we have we have other features, right? So if we are you know attacking a certain vertical, we don't only have to say that we use that we're you know used for e signature. We can attack a vertical and just say, hey, you know, we help people get deals closed. We're not talking about e signature there, so we can avoid you know docu sign conversation coming up because we can go through different avenues. Now, not everybody has that benefit. Because there's going to be other companies that have competitors where they basically do the exact same thing. Like for us, we have Proposify. They basically do the same thing as us. Maybe their UI is a little bit worse, but other than that, there's not too many differences, but thankfully not everybody knows who Proposify is versus, versus DocuSign. So we don't have to talk about it. So from the SDR perspective, I think like, at least in my opinion, just completely don't even bring it up unless someone goes, Oh wait, I have heard of you guys. Aren't you guys a little similar to DocuSign? In which case, then you have to handle that conversation a little bit differently. But I don't know what you think, Jeff.
1: Yeah, it's tough because I've gone through stretches where like I'm making cold calls and I'll open up in my pitch and they're like, yeah, we use DocuSign, we're all set. And they kind of just shut down. So I've kind of played both ways with it where I call it out right away. I do agree in general, you know, especially like in our situation where we do other things outside of just e-signature, try to position your product in a different way and not just talk about what your competitor does. Um, so I, I've done it both ways. I think the most important thing is that if there is like a Goliath in your industry, make sure you know them really well and like understand what you do differently, mm-hmm. because if they do bring it up, whether you decide to bring it up yourself or if they bring it up, um, you can kind of position it as, yeah, they do. And again, I'll use the, our situation for an example. Yeah. DocuSign does e-signature really well, like compliment them first, you know, pat and interrupt, do something they wouldn't expect. Yeah. yeah they do this really well. And then ask, um, I learned this from Patrick Downs, like the spotlight question, but I was curious, like, how are you guys tracking those proposals to see when they're open, who they're forwarded to? Ask a spotlight question that you know is going to shine a spotlight on kind of a uh, a lacking feature or problem with that competitor to open up a conversation. If I know DocuSign doesn't do this, I'm going to ask, how are you doing this? Likely they're going to say, we're not doing it very well. And that's how you start a conversation about uh, what sort of pain points they might have with that competitor. Yeah.
0: For sure. Yeah. And when you, when you ask those spotlight questions, like do you think that comes down to knowing the competitor really well and then asking questions around that, or are you just asking questions around their processes to try and figure out where they're, where they're lacking, I guess you could say, like do you focus it around the competitor, like that Goliath, or do you just focus it around the individuals like problems?
1: Uh, it's tough. I, I mean, I guess I would say I'm focusing around the competitor um, Yeah, it goes down to like knowing your competitors really well, like where do they lack? And then I guess you kind of start with where you think they could be lacking based on what you know the competitor doesn't do well. You ask that question and then kind of see where the conversation goes. Um, Yeah, I'd say that's the way I go about it. Like just focus on, I already know what the common pain points are just from looking at people who come inbound from those competitors. So like, if you're in the same situation, you know, look at your inbound leads, look at the deals you've closed from that competitor, figure out what those common pain points are and use that to lead the conversation. Um, yeah, that's typically the way I try to think about it, I guess.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think it's always like, like I said in the beginning, when I like come in with a, with a cold call, I'm trying to, my initial thought is to educate them, like figure yeah. out what they're missing, right? Ask them a couple qualifying questions, figure out what they're missing, give them like a small little tidbit to educate them to kind of pull them in and then get that meeting booked. So I think the way I would look at it is like very similar. Like I just want to educate them about our product a little bit more, or at least educate them about the market, right? Because if you're in a situation where you're one of those, you're selling one of those products where you have a pound per a pound for pound competitor, where they do yeah. literally the exact same thing, there might be some slight UI differences, but other than that, there's not much of a difference Then at that point, you're just really trying to open up, open them up to the marketplace and see, you know, do you know enough about the market? Did you just, you know, stumble yeah. upon the, the current provider that you have has that provider already been in place before you got there? You know, did you do a pound for pound for comparison? Are you guys being efficient? Are you spending too much money using them? Kind of trying yeah. to go about it that way and open them up to the market. Because once you get into a situation where you do something exactly the same as that Goliath competitor, then it's going to be really hard to convince them that your product is better because A, you could either lie, which some people definitely do, yeah. or B, you could just try and educate them on the market and kind of show them how like, hey, you know, you guys do have... XYZ Goliath competitor, but have you looked at you know other companies for these three or four reasons, something like yeah. that? I think it's really hard, especially if someone does exactly what you do. Like I yeah. ran into a bunch of situations where, um, I, when I was in an AE and I was selling, and somebody was looking at Proposify, it's like in a, it's so hard to differentiate because they do a lot of big differences. So the one thing that I always did was we're a lot bigger than Proposify in terms of employee count. So I would literally just say, hey, our support team, like I would pull up their LinkedIn. And I would say not to disparage by because it is a good product, <laughs> but I would, yeah. pull, I would pull up their LinkedIn and show their employee count. And I think at the time they had like a 200 something employees and I would show their employee count and I would say, hey, look, our support team is the size of their entire company. So if yeah. you get the sweats on a Saturday night because you need a proposal to go out and there's some kind of issue with your software or your account, you know, our, our support team is going to be able to answer any question that you have, whether it's three o'clock on a Saturday. Yeah. uh Saturday in the morning or in the middle of the day on a Wednesday, we're always going to get back to you 24 seven because their support team is so large. So like that just came down to me knowing a little bit about the competitor that I was going up against. And I think that's kind of the way you're going to be able to differentiate um, yourself between, you know, a, a competitor that has very similar to you or is a Goliath versus um Versus just not knowing at all, you know. I think it's better to to at least do the research because there's going to be situations where you're going to get tongue tied. You're not going to know what to say, so at least come armed with some facts about the other company, and don't like just blatantly say the facts all the time. You know, don't just list off all these features that are slightly different. Try and find out, like we said on our last podcast, try and find out, you know, what are the actual things that somebody's interested in versus just spitting out a bunch of features. I think is going to be the biggest, um, the biggest differentiator and is what's going to help you. Kind of win, yeah, game, as you could say,
1: yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, no, I know I definitely agree with that. I think some other ways you can like tactful, tactfully figure out how you differentiate when there's somebody who's super closely, uh, super close competitor is like looking at G2 crowd reviews, just like read the reviews. Um, you can look up like Pandadoc Proposify and then read the reviews there and literally see from the customers how they think you differentiate and then use those words. And then to your yeah. point earlier. Uh, if they're like new to the market and they they don't really know like what the competitors are like, you kind of get to come up with the story, right? Like I think it's really important when yeah. you're uh, talking about competitors is like create a story around how you compare with each competitor. So if it's DocuSign, again, we're using our own example, but it's like, yeah, DocuSign's great. They've been in the e-signature market for a while. We actually started as a proposal tool and then added e-signature. So like frame your product in the way you want to and have like kind of a go to story for how you compare to each competitor If it's Proposify, yeah, you know, we started three or four years before them. They kind of built off what we already started. Uh, We're twice the size of them. And like, make sure you have that go-to story that you can go to uh, whenever those competitors get brought up.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think that's actually a really good thing that you brought up. Like when someone comes in or you reach out to somebody and they know nothing about the market, right? You you said you can develop that story. So now that you said that, I think a lot of that too comes down with like who you're targeting, right? You can kind of control that to an extent if you're targeting the right person. So like what I would say is very similar, like go to your existing customer base and figure out what the common denominator of the customers that came into you inbound that just had no idea about anyone in the, in the market. Right. Like if someone comes inbound and they never had a tool like yours to begin with, find out what that common denominator is. Like, is it customers that are in the construction vertical? Is it people in software? Is it people in, um retail figure out what the common like vertical is where people are coming inbound and they've never had a tool like this before and then when you start to go outbound you can control that right like i know for a fact that people who are in construction don't really have contract management or like e-signature for the most part right it's all pretty old and you know manual and paper so i know if i'm calling those people they're not going to be like oh you know we have docusign we're all good
1: because at the end of the day
0: like it is hard to overcome a docusign competitor objection at least for us You know, compared to someone who's like, oh, I've never even thought of this before. I don't know anything about it. And you can create, like you said, create that story. So like you said, there's, along with all the other things that we said, you can also control that to an extent to kind of just get away from people who know nothing about uh, or get away from people who do know what your competitor is or what that Goliath is, and then actually control the types of accounts you're going after. So you don't have to deal with that altogether. Now, obviously, that will not last forever. So you need to be good at doing the other stuff, too but that is another option that you can go around or go about yeah. doing it. I think.
1: Cool. Yeah, man. Sweet. Cool. You got
0: anything else to add?
1: No, I think that's really it. Yeah. You could go around the bases.
0: Nice. Well, appreciate it. We'll keep it short. Like always. Um, thanks for joining us on the sales cast podcast. This is Max. And that was Jed. Appreciate it. Look, talk to you guys next time.